0: chai sing the man the myth the legend how are you buddy how are you mates i uh i'm good and i love that we're changing places uh episode to episode here bud Where? Now it's me in a state of shock after the third test, <laughs> where the Australians have somehow miraculously, weirdly, seemingly impossibly emerged with a win and a win by nine wickets, which, which makes even less sense to me. And I don't know what happened and I'm supposed to have a thought on it and I'm really like the back of a seal, mate. I, I don't know how to <laughs> comprehend it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's quite the
1: role reversal, isn't it? It ended up being, <laughs> if anything, a more comprehensive victory for Australia than the thrashings that we've been describing previously. Joey, like,
0: how? You know, how? Would you reckon what was the pitch? Was it the Indians? I've got, I've got a us? few. I've got a few thoughts. I think okay. it's
1: a bit of all, all of them. That's probably the cop out answer. But you know, Australia did play well. And so the, I think the biggest thing is Australia has improved a lot from the first test. Mm. They've you know got a better uh, balance of the bowling lineup. The spinners know what they need to do, and the batters haven't been you know as shocked by conditions as they were to start with. Yes. So that's the first thing. The opposite is pretty much the case for the Indians. I think they've they somehow regressed. The, maybe the bowlers. Uh, try, I don't know whether they're bo- they're trying too much or they're not trying enough, but they didn't have that same bite that the Aussies had
0: somehow. Mm. Yeah, which again was was quite surprising. I mean, I wonder there was a couple of like personnel changes. Cameron Green came back. We love to see that. Mitchell Stark was there. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. Uh, Patty Cummins. He needs too much, Yeah, you know, no.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously, um, we should you know um, have our thoughts uh, with Pat because mm. he's got serious uh, family illness, and obviously that's a reminder to us that cricket is just a game.
0: Yeah absolutely
1: and it's fun to talk about but there's a lot more to life and I I think it's good that um, the community has rallied around him and instead of having this silly you know you should just keep playing this is your job mentality no matter what yeah I I think we've moved on a bit from those you know blood and guts era to realise yeah it is just entertainment and these people's lives come first
0: yeah I think you're absolutely right mate and I I did really feel for him I mean what an what an awful thing to have happen and then you know, yeah. to be so moment. far away,
1: it's it's lucky he was able to get back in. You know, in to time. Have, um, enough. Hopefully, hopefully his mum will recover, but if not, he'll he'll have some time with it.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And meanwhile, like, yeah, I, I just I'm I'm just sort of quite flummoxed by it all. You know, the like that that first Indian innings, everyone seemed to play. It was like they had a case of the Australians in the second innings of the previous test where everyone was like playing these wild, weird (laughs) shots. Like they got out in 33 (laughs) overs. Um, and Rohit Sharma like coming down the deck after twenty three balls and trying to belt Kuhnemann yeah. next month. It was like, <clears throat> Rohit, what are you doing?
1: But it was like a bad twenty twenty innings. The way they were playing, it. it's like they've been told you've each got ten balls to make as much as you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were going <laughs> for strike the, rate. It was, yeah, it was
1: it was that you know the proverbial cat on the hot tin roof approach. And and ultimately the trouble is when you play like that, you don't actually score that quickly because then you start having to go into your shell. So they. No, let's say they're trying to do a baseball thing, and they and they got a three point two seven run rate. So yeah. it didn't work. Whatever they were trying.
0: Also, the deck was turning an absolute mile. Like I think this pitch of all the pitches we've seen has turned the most in the third test. Like that was crazy, man.
1: Yeah, I think they might have gone over the top. So I do think it, I don't think there's a, a problem with these pitches. I don't go for the you know these pitches are unfair to any one team, I think this is probably a good reminder to us that these pitches are pretty much uniformly unfair to all batters, <laughs> so even the home team are having trouble. So, it's, yeah, it's not it's not like the pitch has been doctored to help the Indian. It's that it's been, you know, put there to make batting a challenge, and mm. it's just probably a bit too much of a challenge. Um, so I, I assume, are we going to do this one as though the fourth test isn't happening? No, this is preview, I think we can are going to have hindsight?
0: We, yeah. we, can, we can definitely talk about it. I mean, we're here. And it I think it's a good
1: now. contrast.
0: Okay. Yeah, hit me with your contrast, Jai. So
1: <clears throat> the fourth test seems to be more of a traditional Indian image. So there's some turn, but it's pretty flat. Mm. Uh, and that's what you would normally get. India tend to roll out the real turners when they're a bit uh, up against it in a series. So there was one in 2008 against South Africa. They got yeah. bowled out for 80-something Um, On a green pitch So the next one was a spiteful turner And pretty much no one could make runs And you you know That's the one where you see the skill of the Indian batters Because Mm. Ganguly came out And just looked magisterial The trouble is They don't really have that skill on these pitches anymore Because most of their main uh, firepower Is playing uh, T20 in one days all the time Mm. So the only time they play a four day domestic match Is when they're injured and recovering Interesting. So they just have lost I think the skills. And that's where these pictures probably are short sighted because you're putting your team on something they're not really used to. So they're ultimately as unprepared for it as the visiting. Team.
0: <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's I think it's a classic case of when you're in a dressing room and things start to go wrong and no one stands mm. the bleeding. Do you know? Like yeah. We, we weirdly saw it in the Premier League this week with Liverpool and Manchester United, with Liverpool putting seven <laughs> oh, yeah. past Man United. Seven nil, you yeah. know, like
1: where it was. Yeah, once you get the first four, then what's going to happen? You, is right? Might as well wait for the final minute.
0: Exactly, wait for the next three just to get pumped past. And it's it was it's yeah. similar to me in that I think it was not about the batter's technical skills. It was it was a mental thing where yes people started trying to, batters started trying to score and up the run rate and, and play with aggression on a deck that was absolutely ripping. Like Matthew yeah. Kooneman, not a known turner mm. of the ball, was no. shifting it three foot. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, like he was turning it an absolute mile, let alone the ball that Nathan Lyon bowled to poor old Pajara. Um, who I you know, oh, yeah. talked about with disdain on this podcast because I've never, you know, th- there was two summers there where we haven't been able to get the bloke out. And and the ball <laughs> that Nathan Lyon bowled to him, I think, you know, probably pitched around, you know, to give it an Australian comparison, it probably pitched in about Adelaide and sort of hit <laughs> about Auckland. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it was completely absurd. Um, yes, yeah. And... And yeah, and look like Kuhneman gets five, Lyon gets three, and then all of a sudden Usman looks great. He's followed up with 100 in the fourth test playing at the moment and it really put to bed those ideas that he couldn't play in the subcontinent. I mean, what an absolute bunch of nonsense that idea was, you know?
1: He's the guy. Yeah, it's the classic case of, well, you can't do it until you've done it. And so he had done it and they said, you can't do it.
0: And then somehow
1: with the, um, the sandpaper incident that didn't have any other openers, so they brought him in and he showed he could do it. And since then, he's been the one bankable batter in subcontinent conditions. And he's, mm. frankly, been the best player on either side. He's the only one. Wow. I mean, he's got the two highest scores, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got the 100, he got 80-odd, he's got a 60. Yeah, he's he's been the one consistent player. And he's been doing it in a mostly
0: faltering batting lineup. John, what did you make of the Indian bowling across the Test match?
1: I found it was quite unimpressive and I I don't know how much of that is technical and I think a lot of it is mindset. So I think with these sort of pitches, you actually have a huge advantage to batting second because the team batting first is almost certainly going to fold quite quickly. Once you've got 109 on the board, you've got no scoreboard pressure. So Mm. uh, your bowlers can't just get into a groove. They've got to try and make something happen. And so we saw them bowling too full – they're also quite predictable. You've got Ashwin and Jadeja just bowling far too many overs, especially when you've got a five-man attack.
0: Yeah, so thirty-two I saw an Jadeja is crazy.
1: To yeah, happen. I saw an article by Jared Kimber today. He said that. Uh, well, I think we were all probably thinking they only need four bowlers. He said the way they've gone in with uh, their bowling selections, they could actually get away with three. Yeah, because wow. only three guys really do the work. So you'd have the fourth one should be really a batting all-rounder just in case someone breaks down. So obviously that's not actually what they would do but that's what their selections are well the, <clears throat> you wouldn't select the team like that but they are playing the team as though that's their selection
0: right yeah, you just see you just you very... if
1: you look at the scorecard you just see him oh yeah usher in Jadeja, two specialist bowlers is getting a few overs here and there he's probably your part-timer and then the other ones, Yumash Yadav, five overs, Siraj, six overs. Oh, yeah, they're probably batters who, who rolled their arm over in the nets. If you didn't know the team, you would have no idea what the roles
0: are. Yeah, yeah, you'd have no idea that Yumash Yadav is actually a specialist bowler. And look, like, yeah. wasn't exciting? And he's coming
1: on at fourth, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, second and third change. So, oh, yeah, they must be the spinners and then Ashwin. He must be the gun uh, quick. The, the quick. He's taking a
0: new ball. Yeah. Um, it was great to see a bit of reverse swing, though, from um, Yadav. And I thought that he bowled that so yes, wonderfully. Yeah. Like, they, that the way to clean up the tail there. Uh, you know, we're so used to seeing it from an yeah, Australian yeah. perspective with Mitchell Stark doing that. But I thought Yadav executed that with such skill. Like, they were hooping yeah, it around it, corners.
1: It, it was nice to have that extra um, dimension.
0: Yeah, it's been a bit lacking. We've been, I've been really enjoying the battle and the contest of spin versus batting, but it was great to see, you know. There's something great about a fast bowler steaming in and moving the ball and being <laughs> threatening. Like I'm just never not going to love that, you know. It's very exciting. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And, and, you know, we, we grew up watching
1: uh, it with conventional swing and, you know, bouncy Aussie decks. There's something... Magical about the late reverse mm. swing and the ball keeps low as well. It's just, um, it makes you feel like anything could happen. Once the ball starts reversing, any ball, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. It's, it's no longer predictable. And I think that's been the problem with this series so far. It's been quite predictable. Well, it, it, Not necessarily which team, because this te- uh, this result was the opposite. But really, the same thing was happening, just you know, different people's hands. Letting in the reverse, ball
0: go. yeah. I mean, it it's been wild to watch the clatter of wickets, and it's making the fourth test kind of a real outlier in a way. Like, you know, the Australians have got quite a lot of runs on the board, and are looking relatively. Okay, I, what's the score at the moment? I think Usman's got a, Usman's got a ton overnight and is yep. looking pretty okay. He we'll so.
1: started up on that. Yeah, 260. It was, with the fourth test, we'll, we'll do a little bit of live coverage perhaps. Ooh, uh, it, that looked us, pretty even. it looked pretty even before Green got going. So, you know, 170-odd for four. You think, oh, yeah, uh, this is probably one more wicket and then it's looking quite good for India. Uh, But this reminds me a bit of um, Bangalore 2004 when Michael Clarke made his 100 on debut.
0: Yeah.
1: That sort of a very even first day and then Australia with the bat started to pull away a little bit. And on these traditional Indian pitches, once you get runs in the first innings, you're probably going to win because it will deteriorate on day four and five. We haven't had any days four and five before, so this is a completely new ballpark.
0: Well, Jay, I'd love to see day four and five, mate. I really would. (laughs) <laughs> I want to see day four and five at all I, I like yeah like I say in the third test when it got to the last day and we had to chase down 78 I still thought we weren't gonna make it you know I, I really oh. I really did and I know that might sound controversial and I'm such a one-eyed Australian fan but I I really didn't think we were gonna win it just because of how quickly we've been dismantled, and I suppose, uh, you yeah, you know, when you've collapsed,
1: yeah, you know, eight for 28, six for 11, or whatever, you think six well, for 11, you could easily lose that. Yeah, you could easily lose that within the space of 78. I didn't have that perspective. I thought, well, it's a done deal. 78's not
0: enough. Six for 11, Jai. I'd forgotten about six for 11. <laughs> six for 11 was a really bad time. Oh, man. Gosh, that was bad. um So, look, I really didn't think we were gonna pull it off. And then when we did, it was. Kind of shocking. I'm still... I'm Like I say, I'm still... I still can't quite wrap my head around it. Here's, here's a little thing mm. that I am thankful for, and this sounds bad, but David Warner copping an elbow injury and us having to figure out... Australia having to figure out what to do mm. with the opening position in the lead-up to the Ashes is probably the best possible thing that could have happened to us. I hope David's okay. I hope his elbow's all right. He's been a very, very good player, but he has been so found out by fast bowlers around the wicket and would have been such a gimme for Stuart Broad. He might not have been. You know, Dave, if you're listening to this, you're a million times cricketer I'll ever be. But it doesn't look like something that he's been able to improve on. And um, I think giving us the opportunity to put somebody new at the top there is is a benefit. We've got a lot of middle-order batters. You know, we've got a lot of middle-order options. Um, and, and Peter Hanscom's been looking pretty good, I think. Not amazing, but not bad. Um, so it's kind of giving us a little opportunity there to, to change things up.
1: Yeah, I was was going to get your views on that, how they're going to fit Hanscom in, because he's looked good. uh, But if you've got head at number five, then Hanscom's out. So Mm. maybe one of them's going to have to open. Uh, Already, Khawaj is technically a middle-order player, and he's been bumped up to open. So it doesn't say a lot for the depth of uh, opening options. But uh, if you can cover the positions, do it any way you can.
0: I think think it's most likely that Cameron Bancroft will be on the plane to... Um, yeah. England, I would I would estimate he was the top run scorer in the Shield. Or if he wasn't top, he was right up there this season. So you'd expect to see him on the plane. Um, and how they work that out, I don't know. Here's the thing I do like, though, Jai. Here's the thing I'm really pleased to see. Peter Hanscom batting in a white floppy. How much do we love to oh, see yeah. that, Jai Singh? That was such a throwback. I saw a post from The Grey Cricketer where those guys were like, I hate seeing Peter Hanscom in a helmet. I hate it. You know, you've reached the heights, Pete. You've reached the absolute heights. I don't care if you're getting just straight chin music. Bring on the white floppy. Don't don't do this to us (laughs) And I think they're right, Joe. I think they're absolutely right. You know, let's let's bring back batting in the white yeah. floppy. I love to see it.
1: There's a lot of confidence to um, calling for the cap or the hat. Uh, it shows <laughs> that firstly you think you're going to be there for a while. Um, mm. Other than, I mean, alternatively it could be you're just trying to have a few more minutes in the middle by standing there in an impromptu drinks break. And so you know you get out second ball, but you've called for a hat halfway through, so your innings goes for seven minutes or other than two.
0: But usually
1: <laughs> it shows you yeah, I'm really comfortable.
0: As a number 11, I'm taking on that advice, Joe. I'm trying to extend yeah, yeah, out yeah, my innings yeah. every time. You
1: might want to take that into your, into your play in <laughs> your um, third 11 or whatever you're in these days.
0: Uh, eighth. Thank you very much, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight. Oh, sorry. I overestimated yeah, your quality, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't blame you. <laughs> 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 yeah, look, I'll definitely be calling for the floppy. I think walking out as number 11, um, taking guard and then calling for the floppy when there's a fast bowler. Oh, yeah. It's a really... It's a Bold move, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You, you, you fancy trip to hospital, do you? Because <laughs> it, was, I don't remember it was. But there was some case, I think one of the West Indian quicks, um, someone walked out in a floppy and, uh, you know, obviously the incentive is to knock his block off the next fall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you were the bowler, you kind of feel morally obligated to go about that. I, I know I would. Yeah. Uh, I can't even bowler <laughs> bounce, but God knows I'd try. Um, Jai, any other final thoughts about that? third test. Was there anything else you wanted to mention that was knocking around in your brain about it?
1: Yeah, I I'm just very confused about India's batting lineup. So you've got Jadeja up at five, mm. and uh, he can probably handle it, but he's been a real strength at uh, six and seven, and I'm very much a believer that you don't uh, break a strength to uh, cover a weakness. So mm. Shreyasaya is meant to be the specialist bat. Uh, put him up at, at five, and uh, I know that Pant was there at five, so maybe they're just trying to get the left um to replace him. Ah. But I don't, think they qu- I don't think they quite know what their team blueprint without Rishabh Pant in the team uh, will be.
0: Mm. And uh,
1: they're going to have to find something because he's out for a while.
0: Barat's a bit of a different deal, isn't he? He doesn't present that Yeah, same he's sort more of an old school. Yeah, in this
1: team, so they got him at seven. He should probably be at nine, uh, really, behind the two mm. all rounders.
0: You know uh, what? But, yeah, You're absolutely right. Completely. You're absolutely right, Jai. He should be batting nine.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably going to create the incentive to bring in a one-day keeper who can bat more. Mm. Uh, and then they'll probably spill some chances. So, unfortunately, uh, it's, without Bishop Hunt, it's very much like trying to balance the Aussie team without Cameron Green. It's that yeah. classic, do you pick the batter or the, in this case, keeper?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bloody tricky, isn't it? I mean, he got burratt got 17 in the first dig, and in the second he got a three. So not yeah. exactly sitting the world on like I don't know. He's not bad. He averages
1: uh, high 30s in first class. But, yeah, uh, I mean. you know, that, that's, that's a bit of a pre-punt or pre-Gilchrist number.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know. So that's the first question. And mm. then the other one is, uh, is we have to have to mention it, Virat uh, Crawley. Well, John. Not making runs. And, you know, you can survive for a long time. He looks good. God, he looks uh, but, good. yeah, who, what it must be some sort of uh, mental block, and it really the only reason he's in the team now is probably because firstly they hope he'll get around it, and secondly there's no one else banging the door down. Hmm. Because his average has dropped from fifty four to forty seven almost now.
0: Wow! Wow!
1: Holy moly! That's a big descent.
0: I mean, it's one of those things, mate, where form is temporary and class is permanent. You'd have to say that. I mean, all it says to me is that Virat's Jew. you know, like his intent at the crease and his skill isn't questioned. He's just got out to bad shots. He just seems to lack a bit of confidence, Um, which is a strange thing to say about Virat (laughs) Kohli, the most confident person that's ever lived.
1: He's an interesting character, isn't he? He's all swagger, Mm. but maybe lacks a bit of confidence. Uh, when he's up against it. So, you know, you assume that he will get past it, but every time he doesn't, it just becomes a bit more of a uh, doubt in the mind of everybody watching him. And that has to filter through to the player, even though they try to uh, block it out.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the LBW that he got out to in the first innings was really close. Like, yeah, it was really close. He actually got out LBW in both innings in that. And that's probably something to think about like that might be there might be a small technical thing which is screwing him up for those balls coming back into the stumps um yeah both out to koonam and lbws that's pretty fascinating for under 30. so yeah i think you're right Jai. i mean when virat's firing it changes the whole nature of the indian side like he's such a threat Um, I was watching some of his highlights this week. Um, I was seeing like, um, there are these videos where they ask Australian like players, you know, build your perfect batter, and hmm. everyone picked Virat Kohli's intent at the crease. And there were just these compilations of his shots, and you know, man, like he's when he's hitting them, they they stay hit. You know, he's glorious. But you've got to, it is something to notice, right? Since he ascended the very heights of of batting and getting his average up to 54 to fall so far, what, like nearly eight points, is, is quite significant.
1: It is, yeah. And some of it's obviously to do with the conditions because a lot of the other batters aren't doing much better. But then some of it might also be his age. So he's now uh, 34, mm. and that's the age where the best players have to adapt. You can't just keep on bullying like you used to. So yeah. Tendulka at that point had a little bit of an existential crisis, came oh back as a, more of an accumulator. Viv Richards had an existential crisis and just kept on bludgeoning, but his average fell every year. So, uh, and Ponting had to try and adapt as well. So mm. this is a time when you start to see what's Virat Kohli
0: 2.0. Interesting. And
1: at the moment, 2.0 is roughly his average. You know, LAUGHTER <so. laughs> <laughs> he, needs to, he needs to transform Viracoli 20 into Viracoli V 2.0.
0: <laughs> hey, Jai, that was really good, bud. That was really good. I like that I'm a lot. I'm always be
1: sledging my own team. That's I know. I'm, I'm not
0: even doing it. It's you, man. It's very good. <laughs> um. Oh, look, bud. I'll let you go. I know you got to get back to work. And, and thanks for taking a quick call for me. I really appreciate it. And um, I will hopefully talk to you in about five days after we've watched this test, hopefully go the distance. Any yeah, predictions, Jai? I do hope
1: we won't be talking tomorrow. I uh, do.
0: Predictions? <laughs> Predictions. I
1: think Australia will probably get a, a eighty run first innings lead. that we bat again, set India about three hundred, and then uh, yeah, well, it, it could be a draw if India bat well. That, that's mm. something we wouldn't have expected at the um, the beginning of the series, the way things were going. I mean, but my they? predictions have all been wrong so far, <laughs> so uh, take that with a pinch of salt.
0: I, I think I think a draw could be on the cards. I think if the if it plays a similar way for the for the Indians as it has for the Australians, you'd expect that to probably be the case. Um, Kawaja and Green motoring along quite nicely at the moment, touch wood. But also, as we've seen in the subcontinent, like literally anything can happen. Anything can happen in India and it can happen real quickly. So um, I'm gonna go and lie down in bed and turn the fan on and watch KO. Jai, that's what I'm gonna go and do. And I will- <laughs> Sounds um, like a good evening. It does, right? And I'll chat to you real yeah. soon.
1: All right, sounds good, Pat. Good to talk to you, and you too, uh, look forward to doing it again soon.
0: Thanks, Jai. You're the best. Chat soon. See ya. See ya. Two for None is created by Patrick Cullen and Chris Barty. This episode presented by Patrick Cullen and Jai Singh. This episode was produced and edited by Ginger Snap Productions. You can check us out at GingerSnapSydney.com. Jai and I will be back after the next test, and next and final, I should say, with all of our hot takes fresh for your ear holes. In the meantime, like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, share this podcast on socials, and get the word out. Two for none is back in your life. See you next week, legends, and let's see if the Aussies can't get another win. How crazy would that be? Two wins on the trot.